Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. All right, welcome to another show of Theology Applied. Today, I was very privileged to have as a special guest, Chris Williams. He goes by K-Dub. He is a Christian rapper. He's reformed. He's 1689. He said, for the most part, we'll take it close enough, 1689. And he's done uh, a lot of great work on YouTube, on his YouTube channel, doing a lot of teaching, addressing a lot of heresies, a lot of cults. And today, what we address is the black Hebrew Israelites, which we would both strongly agree is a cult and a lot of people don't know much about it and i am one of those people and so chris helped me understand why it's significant why it matters and what the word of god has to say on that topic so tune in enjoy applying god's word to every aspect of life this is theology applied All right, welcome back. This is Pastor Joel with Right Response Ministries, another episode of Theology Applied. My guest is Chris Williams, K-Dub. Some of you may know him by that name. Is that correct? That's correct. Man. All right. Introduce yourself. Thanks for, com- thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Uh, Chris, some know me as K-Dub. I'm an apologist. Uh, I do Christian rap as well. I, uh, you know, do, I got my hands in a few baskets, you know, as far as in the culture, addressing woke stuff, mm. uh, Hebrew Israelites atheist I'm, I'm passionate about it all so yeah that's great so with with apologetics are you so i love i love rc sproll big fan uh probably one of the only things i disagree with sproll on would be uh would be baptism and uh and his classical apologetics which i right. i i'm sympathetic towards and i understand but i would be in the presuppositional vein where, where are you at with apologetics what, what's kind of oh, your I'm, approach i'm i'm presupp vantillian all the okay. way okay <laughs> great man good for you Cool. All right. Well, um, so you, you're using your presuppositional skills to make a defense for the faith and, and not just make a defense, but really in the presuppositional vein, um, putting the opponents on the defense. Uh, they're the ones who the burden of proof lies on them to make a reasonable argument for their hostility and their disbelief. Uh, but in terms of the black Hebrew Israelites, that's kind of the theme of our episode today. What, what are some of the things? I'm not really familiar with this particular cult. I, I, I know enough to call it a cult uh, because people that I trust have labeled it as such. But what are some of the things that they deny in terms of core Christian beliefs? Man, it's uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, if you they're, they're probably one of the most heretical groups out there. Really? Um, they deny, you know, salvation by Christ alone um, as far as, you know, uh, grace, grace alone. They, they, they believe it's uh, law keeping, which makes a man right before God. Mm-hmm. Many of them will. Uh, they deny the deity of Christ. Therefore, they deny the Trinity. They deny that God is many. Now, there are variations amongst the Hebrew Israelites. So um, I'm describing a particular brand, which, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hebrew Israelite apologists have come to call one West Hebrew Israelites. Um, they say that salvation is only for Israel. Mm. And so only Israelites can be saved. So Gentiles cannot be saved. And they would wow. say, according to the Bible. Um, and so, yeah, uh, obviously just being a racist group. So, well, yeah. can, can a white person be an Israelite? No white person. So, so they, be saved. they legitimately like on the books, they believe like white people are going to help period. 
Yeah, well, so they deny hell, so they'll say white person is going to slavery. Oh, okay. So, because uh, there's a specific specific text in uh, Revelation, uh, what is it, uh, uh, thirteen ten that says, if anyone is taking captive captivity, if if anyone is taking captive to captivity, he goes. So, since mm. the white man, uh, you know took black people into captivity mm. he's got to get that payback right and so wow. it's a very <laughs> so what do they think against- i'd be curious to if I, if I was talking with one of them i'd say so what do you think about uh black tribes that k- took captive other black people and sold them to the white man well so are they, they going to go were- into captivity also so so this kind of gets into their eschatology so the black people who right never repented right or did something like that they will they will be destroyed with thermonuclear destruction. Wow. And so pretty much missiles are going to come. <laughs> yeah. I, I know a lot of people hear this and be like, where'd they get this from? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but <laughs> they claim the Bible. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, but they correct me if I'm wrong, but they would make a claim saying they are the true descendants of Israel. That's correct. Right. From passages like Deuteronomy 28, they were, they were, they're very focused on that passage to show that the Israelites are uh, black, Hispanic, and uh, you know, in, in Native Americans, and they're not just saying we're the spiritual descendants, but they're they're saying literally biologically, yeah, yeah. So biologically, they would they would say that. So what would they say about somebody like Ben Shapiro, somebody who is of Jewish descent? Would they say that's that's not Israel? Like, what do they say about just the nation of Israel? Oh, so here here here's where they would go to, right? Revelation two nine, it says, "I know your tribulation and your poverty." But you are rich and the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but mm. of the synagogue of Satan. And mm. so you, they, they, they're not the true Jews over there, right? Uh, right. They, they're, they're the synagogue of Satan. So the well, Martin Luther would actually agree with them on that one, but, uh, <laughs> but for different reasons. A different reason, for different right. Reasons. <laughs> for, right. For those Jews who, who don't profess Christ, he was like, yeah, these are synagogues of Satan. Exactly. Um, man, Wow. That is a an interesting. That's a bold, a bold claim. It, it's funny, you know. So I, you know, kind of being a little bit frank, it's funny because it's like racism is is racism is such a hot topic issue in our world today, um, and you know, anti-Semitic, you know, rhetoric and those kinds of things. Which I mean, it obviously sounds like Black Hebrew Israelites would fall into that category. Um, but it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like. Like if if a if a group of white people were saying this about ethnic Jews, we we'd hear it on the news for weeks and weeks and weeks. Do do you think do they? I'll just frankly ask my question: Do they get away with some of the racial language because they're black? What, what do you I, think? I, I do think they get away with a lot of uh, racial epitaphs they use. I mean, yeah, like you said, if if anyone was if any person of white, <laughs> you know, kind right. of. On that borderline, was screaming right. the things they were saying. Oh yeah, it would be front page news, and they would be, you know, warned against, and right. probably in jail for a right. lot of the things they say. But yeah, they do get a lot of weight with a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So okay, so I don't remember the guy's name, but um, just recently, and this is a story that, that the legacy media has quickly buried. I think it was in the news for a day, you know, and and barely. Um, and then quickly was suppressed, and then other conservative outlets have picked it up and, and done it some service. But I, I can't remember the guy's name. But um, he was basically made an attempt, and it has—it's still alleged. It hasn't been, 
you know, um, completely proven yet. He's going to have to go to court and be tried and all those kind of things. And, and God bless that. He deserves his day in court. But uh, basically, it was a murder attempt on a Democrat, um, I believe a Democrat nominee um, for, I think, for mayor. Uh, somebody mm. who is running to be mayor, and he, but but a Democrat, um, and he basically attempted to murder them. That allegedly, that's the story. Um, but it was a, a young black man, and uh, from some of the conservative news cycles that I found, he was he's not a black Hebrew Israelite, but he was a part of something else, some uh, Judah or Lion, the Lions. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you heard of this I, group? They're similar. Yeah, Den of Lions. So, uh, there's. They have there's so many camps and sects, yeah. and then there's like so many variations. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me because there have been stories where um, black Hebrew Israelites, people who are involved in the camps, um, and by the way, they don't like that term. They 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 say it's redundant, right? Black Hebrew Israelite. They uh, say, yeah, you know, so they don't like that term. But gotcha. that's what they were called in the early '90s, even by. But anyways, there have been stories of um, black Hebrew Israelites that have murdered people, and there's been some. I mean you know talk about the women involved and like the husband has murdered the wife or right. done something crazy there are some pretty vicious stories like right that. well what was interesting about this story and i wish i had researched it a little bit more before we started recording but what was interesting was basically that that um that the democrat nominee who whose life was in jeopardy that he was attempting to murder um was a jew and so that oh. that's why i bring it up was to say that it seems like this guy you know they it's funny that, you know, they're like, well, we don't know what ideology he had, but like, but just the recent weeks of his, you know, his social media posts were all very much, you know, um, praising and glorifying this, this very similar group to the black Hebrew Israelites. And it's like, um, yeah, it's like tribe of lions or, or um, lion tribe or something like that. Um, Judah's lion, something like that. But anyways, uh, so very similar ideology, very similar beliefs to the black Hebrew Israelites. And, and then he makes an assassination attempt on a Jew, you know? Yeah, and they, they, they really hate the Jews. That's what it they seems hate, like. They hate Asians. And this may surprise you. They hate Africans. Really? Why, why do they hate Africans, you ask? I'm glad. Because those are the ones that are getting confused with the true Israelites, right? Like, mm. we're, we're not... It, you it's it's amazing you'll be on there'll be like a there's been there's videos of this like on youtube of like an african coming up they found out the guy's an african <laughs> and they're like just as racist to him as a white person mm-hmm. right because you know we're we're, we're not african ascent we, we come from the most highs you know oh, uh, okay. bloodline we're not no dirty african they'll say mm-hmm. things like that which is man just very racist yeah. in his soul yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad um okay so so thinking theologically for a moment um black hebrew israelites would they be in like a a dispensational kind of vein so when i think of dispensationalism i think of two tracks right that that ethnic israel uh, national israel is still in full effect today uh, god still has a covenant with israel there are certain land promises physical promises that are still yet to be fulfilled and will be fulfilled for israel now that's not my disposition right. that's not where i'm at i i would hold to a 1689 federalism a a a Reformed Baptist covenantalism. So I'm I'm going to look and I'm going to say that um, that the church is true Israel, right? And mm-hmm. and um, right. and and I you know I, I I think it's interesting because the Black Hebrew Israelites saying well we're we're true Israel, but they're not saying like we already discussed they're not saying black people have have replaced Israel. They're saying no 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 we we always were Israel 
and and these guys are imposters. Eth- ethnic right. Israel, Ben Shapiro, you know, these guys are imposters. They pretend like we can trace our bloodline. We we we're not saying this is a spiritual uh, inheritance, but but literally, we are biologically Israel. Always were. Um, so so where like. Would they, would they be covenantal or would they be dispensational? Because the dispensational person is going to say nobody's replaced Israel. There's Israel, and then the church has come alongside Israel. And so there's promises to the church, and there are promises to Israel, spiritual promises to the church, uh, physical promises to Israel. And all those of ethnic Israel are welcome through faith to join the church and receive those spiritual promises in addition to these land promises. But but basically it's this um, parenthesis that, that all of a sudden we're in this pause moment um, right. in the last days, um, but Jesus is is going to come back, and, and he's going to inaugurate his millennial kingdom here on earth, and he's literally going to rule from from the, the throne of David, and, and Israel, ethnic Israel, is going to inherit certain physical uh, promises, uh, whereas I would say, no, the church has replaced Israel. Replacement theology, just for the record, is, is really a derogatory term that, that right. dispensationalists came up with. I would look at it more as fulfillment theology, or it's really mm-hmm. just covenant theology. Uh, but that Israel, Israel is kind of like uh, the scaffolding that was working alongside building a temple as unto the Lord. Um, and like, you know, Ephesians chapter four, a living temple built with living stones and Israel, God used Israel, this Jewish uh, root, this Jewish foundation to build the temple. Um, the, the foundation being the apostles and prophets and Christ himself being the cornerstone. And when the work was finished in, in the life and death and resurrection of Christ and the outpouring of the spirit at Pentecost, all of ethnic Israel was invited to come and join the church right. to come inside. Let's take down the scaffolding. We don't. We don't need it anymore. Uh, but I, I look at the, the dispensationalists as saying, no. These are two buildings. The scaffolding is actually its own building, and then there's the temple. And I would say, no, 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 no. It's it's just the temple. That's just scaffolding. They're like, no, that's the Eiffel Tower. That's you know, that's that's a beautiful <laughs> monument. And it's like, no, that's that's just poles and boards and wood. That was literally just the scaffolding. And and so anyway, so I'm I'm saying replaced. And the word I would use is fulfilled. That that, right. that Israel was fulfilled in the church in the church but for the black hebrew israelite it sounds like they're like well they're not dispensationalists but it sounds like they're, they're like all the the very worst parts about dispensation like they would say that there are still yeah. physical land promises and yep. and national israel is still a thing and still in covenant with the lord and nobody there is no second so dispensationalists two buildings covenant theology is all into one building and for them it would be one building but it's still israel <laughs> And, yeah. and everybody else is in yeah, trouble. Just think like dispensationalism, like hyperized, because it's only like you said, there is no church concept in the black Hebrew Israelites. It's only Israelites, mm. um, at least to those who because um, there are some Hebrew Israelites who have a uh, hierarchy. So they'll say, well, no, Gentiles can be saved, but they got to come under an Israelite. So for those, mm. it would be a more kind of dispensational. But for the most part, it's a hyper hyper dispensationalized yeah they want to see uh you know those land promises the the temple promises all being literalized and it's and and what you'll really find when you have conversations with them they have no idea they don't like the concept of apostolic interpretation so right paul uses a text he kind of has this apostolic interpretation of that passage they'll say no we cannot go with that view we got to go back to the old testament right and see that so it's it's the old testament is the lens of which you are to see all mm. these things 
you know, carried out. So no kind of progressive revelation. Gotcha. Uh, it, so so th that's what you're going to get when dealing with black Hebrews. So they're saying the revel. Yeah, that's the opposite of what we would say, because we would say, you know, start with the New Testament. That's, you know, shedding light on the Old Testament. They're, they're not. Correct. They're not pitted against one another. There's a perfect, right. a perfect, you know, unity to the old and the New Testament. But I can't remember th what theologian it was, but he said the Old Testament is like a richly furnished room, uh, mm -hmm. but but the lighting is dim. And right. Christ, especially in the apostolic writings, is the light that that mm -hmm. you know reveals the richness of this room. And so we we would look at the New Testament in order to understand more fully the promises and the messianic prophecies in the old. But it sounds like, you know, like you said, progressive revelation. But for them, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like they think that, that the revelation was clearest uh, in the beginning and has gotten muddier along the way. <laughs> In some sense, yeah, that that's fundamentally what they they would they would argue. Hmm. Well, what do they do for worship? Do they are there black Hebrew Israelite churches? Do they do they gather together for worship? So so they call them camps. Uh, okay. That's like their version of denominations, right? And there's not much. Uh, when whenever I see like a service of black the black Hebrew Israelites, it, it's the worship aspect is not there. It's 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 a lot of teaching, um, a lot of uh bible memory stuff but as far as like worship rarely done especially in the one west variety of uh, uh camps hmm. and so yeah that's 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 the sad part it's a, do, do it's, they gather on on sundays or uh no no, no that's right that's the uh they're they're sabbatarians uh so oh, friday or go ahead friday sorry. or saturday gotcha like friday be, evening yeah so it'd be friday evening or saturday during the day so kind of like right. a like a seventh day advent Ventus. Correct. Which, Correct. For the record, I, I would be a Sabbatarian, and any Westminster 1689 is, but we would say that Christ, who is Lord of the Sabbath, did not remove the Sabbath, but rather renewed the Sabbath by virtue mm -hmm. of his resurrection from the last day of the week to the first. Um, mm -hmm. But they would, again, that makes sense with them not believing in progressive revelation, but it sounds like they believe in regressive revelation. It gets right. dimmer as you go they further. They would want an so, old covenant view of the Sabbath. Yeah. Rather so they're going to go back to yep. Saturday, last day of the week. Yep. Okay. Um, so is this, is this a large cult? I, are there a lot of black Hebrew Israelites? Yes. Uh, really? so it's kind of very, it's very hard to determine their numbers because they don't do anything like church membership where they right. pin down how many people are at their church. So we, so at best we have to conclude. And I would say, and this is me lowballing. I would say just, and, and this is based off like, you know, YouTube numbers, YouTube, like, you know, so, at at me lowballing, I would probably say in America alone, it's at least one million Black Hebrew Israelites. Wow! Um, and that's just in America because there are some that are there um, in in places like UK, uh, Ghana, even Africa. Some um, Black Hebrew Israelites arising even Canada and mm -hmm. um, outside of the states. Wow! So they're like the same size as the SBC. The SBC says that they have 15 million, but only one million show up on Sunday. So, <laughs> so Black Hebrew, but, yeah. Israelites and SBC, same size. Wow! That, that's funny. You you do have like some uh, you know Israelites, quote unquote, that that you know they just watch the YouTube videos, but they don't they don't do any they don't right, go to they camp. Don't, they okay. don't they don't do anything. You you yeah. just or or they're in jail, you know, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So does does it tend, you know, with with you know, I know you were saying it kind of, you know, tongue in cheek, but does it does it tend to be a, a violent group? Oh yes, there's plenty of videos of of them uh, 
starting fights, uh, punching people out just right at camp, and 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 they'll and they'll praise God for it right there. Um, hmm. You know, they they have a phrase when like whenever something humiliating happens to a white man, they'll say Kwam Yasharala, and what that means is rise Israel, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're they're saying like pretty much praise God for this, and yeah. there's videos of people getting punched out on the street. I've been on the streets where they've gotten aggressive, right? I've never been been assaulted out there, but you can tell if they if uh, they thought they would get away with, they probably would, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, plenty wow. of videos like that online. Wow. Uh, so a little bit earlier, going back about seven, eight minutes or so, you said that that a, a white person. You you said for earlier that like there was you know no hope. You're gonna you're not gonna go to hell, but you're gonna go to captivity. And you cited Revelation. Um, but but then you said that like a white person could come under one of them. Um, yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? Yes. Yeah. So so it depends on the camp. So there are some camps who say no, a white person can't come under. But there are okay. some camps who who will say no, Israel, and, and they'll actually have a more biblical. It's still sub biblical, but it's it's more biblical than biblical than the Israelite only camps because they'll say, look, no, the stranger was allowed even in the old covenant to come gotcha. under, uh, and so they'll. So even then you see a problem with the old covenant, actually their view of like being grafted in under the right. So a Gentile, the only way they could be under this, if they actually did come, come under um, and there was a kind of hierarchy in that sense. And, but they'll strictly have that. They don't have a new, new covenant view of salvation in large, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Galatians three twenty eight things like that. They, all of them will deny. So that's where they do stand in unison. It's, Israel is greater in that sense gotcha so i mean for for us as as you know covenantal and and new covenant you know new testament christians we we would say we would have you know we would not be arrogant so i think of like romans 11 where it says you know, but you do not do not be presumptuous don't be arrogant you know if god did not spare the natural branches he will not spare you and it, you know so israel right. was cut off a partial hardening for a time so that you the gentiles might be grafted in a wild olive you know shoot being grafted in but grafted into what it's it's grafted into this jewish root um, and he Correct. he says, "Don't be arrogant. It is not you who supports the root, but the root supports you." So, so Gentiles, I, I believe that you know, Orthodox, Covenantal, um, New Testament Christian Gentiles, we acknowledge that, um, yeah, this is something that that God built. It was always His intent. So we believe God is the same mm-hmm. yesterday, to, you know, today, and forevermore. Behold, I am the Lord; I changeth not. So I, I don't think that God. Uh, repented. I know that, that there are texts that use that, like Genesis 6, but it, not in the way that, that we repent. We use the right. clearer verses in Scripture to understand the ones that are more obscure. And the Bible right. says, God is not a man that he should change his mind. So it was always God's plan. We believe that, that He there was a covenant, even before the foundations of the world were laid, the, what we would call the covenant of redemption between the Father and the Son by the Holy Spirit um, to give him a people for himself to be his bride, that he would purify by his blood, that they would be pure and spotless and presented back to the Father in splendor and glory. And so the church has always been God's plan. And as we saw that the, the seed of Abraham through this seed, all the nations would be saved, would be blessed. And so we know this was always God's plan. And yet it still is significant to, to say, yeah, it was always God's plan to save from among every tribe, tongue, and language, but he did it through Israel. 
He did it through Israel. Right. So don't get arrogant, right. right? So it's it's always been about the nations, not just Israel. That's always been his plan. And yet we should not be arrogant. It is the root that supports you and not. And and eventually I believe that, that Israel will be grafted back in. And Paul says, like, if they're cut, cutting off meant, meant your salvation, then what will their rejoining be, you know, grafted back in, but life from the dead, that it'll be even better, that, that Israel coming back won't be bad for the Gentiles, but it'll, it'll be even better for Israel and Gentiles alike. So all that right. being said, um, you know, this, this Jewish root, yes, we, we want to honor uh, what God has done through um, the prophets, through our, our spiritual fathers, the patriarch of Abraham and Isaac and, and Jacob and all these things um, matter. And so there is a sense in which, which Gentiles, we are receiving um, a, a, a Jewish salvation uh, by virtue of our faith in Christ. Um, but but the idea of coming under you know for us it's it's just it's all doctrinally it's clearly articulated how how do we gain entrance how do we come in well we come in by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone because Christ is the ultimate seed of the woman Christ is is the 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 most Jewish Jew who ever lived he he is the seed of Abraham he is the promised son and through faith in him um, we're Israel I I am true Israel. Um, Correct. but, but with black Hebrew Israelites, I'm wondering, um, how, what is the process? How does somebody come, come in? Is it just, is it through, cause for us it's through faith. It's by grace alone, through faith alone. Um, and, and then we would say, yeah, and to be a part of the church, there are some core Christian doctrines you have to believe, but, but with, you know, if a white person wanted to come into a particular camp that allowed for that within the black Hebrew Israelite tribe would would they have to pay penance? Would they have to, you know, like, what would that look like? This, this is actually a, a good question, maybe more so than you even know, because how does one become an Israelite, right? Well, fundamentally, it's through the bloodline. Um, mm. And they will say that's through your father. So if so, oftentimes, they'll be preaching out in the street, and someone will come up, okay, I want to be a part. Well, who's your father? Uh, what it was he a so-called black man? They'll say that so-called, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't believe he really was so-called black man. And so, if your father is a is an Israelite so-called black man, then you can be one. But mm-hmm. let's say you have a person who's mixed, right? There, it's a young lady comes up wants to be a part, but her father was a white man, so-called white man. Then that person, even though their mother was black, that person would not be allowed to be an mm-hmm. Israelite fundamentally. For those who say Israelite only. Right. Now, for those who say Israelites uh, or Gentiles can come under like the sojourner. It, it, yeah, yeah. They, they would just have a more subordinate view. They cannot be a teacher. They just kind of are the they, they can kind of be around the, the, gotcha. the, the, the camp, but they, they, they will not be allowed to teach an Israelite. Gotcha. All right. Well, what are what are some other thoughts that, that you might have? What, what is you know, I've, I've been asking questions, but I, I again, this is novel to, to me and I'm not well studied on this particular uh, cult. What, what are some things that as, as you've done videos, I know that you've done a lot of teaching on this and engaged with different people. What are what are some of the um, the common themes or concepts that, that, that arise? Um, a common thing that arise what man it's it's quite a few um because all of them try to say oh we're not <laughs> we're not hateful like them but it, as, as the more you talk it's like well wow uh yeah you are um <laughs> at, since we were just, just describing um you know how you're an israelite by your father this is actually fundamental to why they deny the virgin birth 
um, because, uh, or, or yeah, they deny the virgin birth because Jesus had to have a physical father to be an Israelite, right? Oh. And so they deny the virgin birth. Um, this this might be just interesting uh, to because someone may be like, what? okay, but how do they get up? How do they get that the white man is not an Israelite and they are? They'll well, they they'll uh, say uh, Esau is described in the Bible as uh, being ruddy. And they'll say ready means red. And who, yep. who does that fit? The white man, right? right? He, matter of but, fact, he could be called but the da- red man. But David was also described yes. as being ready. So they'll th- that that is very true. And this is where they're not very consistent because <laughs> you'll you'll bring that <laughs> up and they'll know. say, well, ready means beautiful, right there, mm-hmm. not not right. actually red. So so they're very inconsistent. Gotcha. So Esau is the is the prototypical white man, right? He is the. Uh, the, the the that's why they may call you ever may you may hear them saying Edomite is the is right, the white uh-huh. man yeah and yeah, so yeah. so right and what does the Bible say about uh, Esau God hates Esau mm. so God is actually the racist he hates white people that's mm. that's their obviously I don't believe that right. <laughs> that's their hermeneutic and that's what they'll teach but even the, so that's interesting I I I I get that I obviously think it's ridiculous but i i right. understand the ridiculousness of it but it's it's just interesting that you know because jacob and esau shared the same father and it sounds like that's yeah. such a big emphasis is who who's your dad right you know Yo, so. you you would think yeah they're not real consistent on like wait i thought you are who you are by your father well then that would make esau an israelite and mm. Right. The, the, there's so many different answers to this dilemma. Like you, you're actually bringing up one dilemma yeah. to that. Well, that, so that raises another question for me. Um, what do they think about people who they they would acknowledge this person is of black Hebrew Israelite descent? Uh, this is a true descendant, but the person is not. Um, that they're not. They they don't believe the doctrine. They're not they're not a part yeah. of their their group. What happens to those people? Is it all just blood, or or do you have to do you have to be of of a particular line lineage, um, but also professing certain doctrine? Yeah. So it would be blood and belief. Okay. But so like so like someone like me, right? They would call me a Jake. They'll say you're you're not Jacob yet, right? You're you're, you're just a Jake. So you haven't woke up yet to mm-hmm. who you are, and so. Um, yeah, so if from their from their position, right, if I don't repent and return to, to my true heritage, I'll be cut off. Right. They'll say they, they'll go to this passage in Revelation that talks about two thirds to be cut off. Um, and they'll say some of that will be our own people hmm. who will be cut off from the nation and they'll receive destruction as well. Interesting. So, yeah. So so here's another question I have when all the black lives matter stuff was going down and, and the whole world, you know, cause woke, I, you know, I was, I was a part of acts 29 when Eric Mason wrote uh, woke church and Ligon wow. Duncan, you know, and, and Eric Mason was on the board with Matt Chandler and, and I left in 2018 because of uh, well, a few things, but that was one of the biggest things was just seeing the network and the direction it was heading with critical race theory and these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, diversity councils and even on the board, it's like we have to have the right percentage of skin pigment, not diversity of thought. We don't want that. But, you know, diversity of skin and, right. you know, all, all these kinds of things. I remember they had Thabiti Anabuayo and they had Eric Mason. Uh, Thabiti wasn't a part of Action Night, but he was a guest speaker at a conference. And Leon Scrump and Brandon Washington and all these guys. And Chandler was kind of hosting a, a panel with these guys. And, um, and they, you know, were just completely. 
completely. Hook, line, and sinker, all of the critical race theory rhetoric. Leon's even, you know, he didn't use the phrase because it wasn't popularized yet at that time, but um, was exactly articulating this this idea of ethnic exploitation because Chandler asked, all right, well, how do we solve the problem? You guys have all been oppressed and, and we want to make it right. You know, what do we do? And uh, are there some good books we could read? And, you know, and, and Leon Scrump, his response was, well, see that right there is that's what we call the numinous Negro, right? Like the green mile. There's always some magical, you know, black man that the white people expect to fix all their problems, you know, and like you get on Google, you find a book. And I was like, man, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I realized now, like what he was saying was because, because the, the, the first part of the panel was, you know, there's a problem you need to recognize your privilege. Uh, you need to do your anti-racist homework. You you are racist by virtue of your skin, by being a part of the dominant hegemony. Uh, you know you are uh, racist unless there's no such thing as not being racist. You can only be racist or anti-racist. To be anti-racist, you're you're someone who is identifying racism in yourself and in in the the hegemony and calling it out and and speaking truth to power. And to do that, you need to be informed. But to be informed. Um, you you have like grayscale lenses, right? You can't see reds and blues and purples and violets. Like you, uh, because of privilege, by being white, um, you, there are just certain things that you can't see. So you need a person of color to help you. And so that's basically the panel. That's the, the way that we had gone. And they weren't using all the same language of like Kimberly right. Crenshaw and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Robert D'Angelo, you know, and, but, but that's exactly what it was. And so then Chandler was basically just saying, okay, like, uh, so... Uh, we need people of color to to help us to see our own privilege so that we can identify uh, our racism in ourselves and in the larger uh, dominant group that we belong to so that we can uh, be advocates you know and allies for our, our minority brothers and sisters so uh, where where are some good lenses where can I find some good glasses um, you know some good books written by people of color that can call attention to some of these things help me see it and then even then you know the response is well well basically, you know, what Leon says, you know, numinous Negro, but what he's basically saying is, well, that's ethnic exploitation. So, so it's, you know, that it's this no win scenario, right? So it's like, you're, you're a racist because right. you're not helping, but, but to be uh, a not racist, you got to be anti-racist. You got to help, but you can't help because you can't <laughs> see. So you got to partner with someone who can see, but if you partner with someone who can see, AKA the only people who can see people of color, then, then you're just using them to posture yourself as a good white. So that's ethnic exploitation. So you're racist and if you try to do what we say, you'll still always be racist. So all that, you know, right. I was a part of that. Acts 29, all this kind of stuff is happening. I leave the movement. I, I'm just start to get just, I believe, righteously angry about what I see is very, very divisive. It wasn't uniting anybody. It was just completely right. dividing churches, denominations, all this kind of stuff. So my question back to the black Hebrew Israelites is it, throughout the midst of Black Lives Matter and, and, and the, the protests and George Floyd and all this kind of stuff, uh, I can guess, but I'd like to hear from you. Were 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 they eating that up? Did they love it, or or were they like, no, 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 no? We actually don't support this. Where where would the black Hebrew Israelite be uh, with BLM things like that? So, I I think it more so benefited the black Hebrew Israelites more so than the black Hebrew Israelites like supporting BLM. Okay, right? ultimately they'd be like, well, BLM is just apostate right and just crazy like they, they will say some sometimes they'll say some things like yeah i actually agree with what <laughs> right, you're saying right, right. here yeah. you know so yeah. i mean broken clock right right and so yeah. um you know so but a lot of the you know stuff you're talking about right now about just like you know racism is everywhere some of that stuff i first heard from the black hebrew israelites mm -hmm. right 
And for me, it was wild to hear a lot of stuff that I'm like, you know, we, you, you hear X29 saying comfortably now. I was like, man, the black Hebrew is like saying the same thing. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like for me, I, I thought right. I was, I don't, I was like, man, did I, did I fall asleep and just wake up 30 mm. years later and black Hebrew is like to take over that right. for me, that's how it all, right. all, all began, you know? And so, um, but no, they, they would not be with uh, BLM, but they'll say similar things, uh, right. That the, the cops are a racist slave patrol, stuff like right. that. Right. Uh, uh, matter of fact, one of their constant complaints, cause a lot of them grew up in Christian circles, right ex-christians right you know what i mean by that not really theologically but right yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they 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 left the church and one one of their some of their biggest claim uh you know uh, complaints is that it was too white um you know and things like that and so mm-hmm. pretty pretty much you know what a lot of woke people are saying and yeah. so I, I just it's, think that's ironic, you know. It is ironic. It's funny, man. I've seen I've seen some videos where guys who you know they'll like take like somebody who's, you know, and it's a sketch. It's not it's not real, but like you know, like uh, some swastika flying, you know, Nazi white supremacist, you know, is a character, and then like some uber woke, you know, Black Lives Matter guy, and uh, and 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 find all the the things that they agree on. They're like, well, schools should be right. segregated. It's like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's just, it's just funny how, you know, like, like extreme, you know, extreme progressive, you know, political views, how, how in the name of, of defeating racism, you know, how, how racist, you know, they've turned out to be. And so it, it doesn't surprise me at all that, you know, that like uh, sometimes it's like you find somebody that you never thought you would agree with, and it's like yeah, I <laughs> we're saying the same thing on this one point, you right. know. But on this one point, we're teamed up. So yeah, they're they're heavily segregationist, and you know they think that would you know solve a lot of issues. Um, you know, obviously they hate interracial marriage. Oh um, yeah, I bet things I bet. like that, right? Um, even though you go to the Bible, and you're like, wait a minute, Moses had a <laughs> had a uh, right. wife from another nation, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the best answer I've, sometimes you hear some funny answers. Like you just like, you just kind of keep them in your pocket forever. You know, They're, it's like, well, that was a special moment. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> someone said that to me once. I thought that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I could see that. And it's, you know, it's funny, like no, nobody would actually come out on record and say it, but I, I remember thinking like some of these woke guys, even, you know, in evangelicalism, I, I know, I know for a fact, if I could sit them down, strap them to a chair, give them some true serum and, and hear what they really thought, I, I don't think that they're, they would be a fan of inter, interracial marriage uh, be, no. because it's all about, you know, it's all about it, your identity coming from your ethnicity and what you don't want to, you don't want to water that down. You don't want to lose that. You don't want to mix that, you know? And so, yeah, which is, yeah, the sad ahead. part is, the sad part is back when they weren't racist, a lot of those guys or a lot of those guys are in or in in interracial marriages it's right. like it wasn't an issue back when they weren't racist you right. know what i mean but now now that they've actually become racist right in the biblical sense yeah. it's an issue You're you right. know and it's like man I, I don't know how they sleep at night you know like yeah. i bet they really struggle and are probably in some right. some depression going through all that i completely agree and that's you know like when i think of like revelation you know i think it's chapter five and multiple mm-hmm. places throughout the scripture that, you know, the, the nations will be Christ's inheritance and God is saving from among every tribe, tongue and nation. We, in our 
specific moment in, in history that we live in and the things that have become so popularized and so dominant, these certain ideologies, we immediately think of ethnicity when we think every right. tribe, tongue, and nation. But the reality is that, that you know, nations like um, ethnos, you know, like, yeah, you, you, we can get the word ethnicity from it, but, but nations are, are groups of people and often um, nations have the same skin pigment as another nation, but what makes them a sovereign nation is is not what they look like. It's not their physical appearance or, or their skin color. It's it's their ideologies. It's their faith. It's their uh, their polity and forms of government. It's their traditions, their culture. There's all these other things that makes um, a group of people distinct from other groups of people. Right. And I just feel like ethnicity is so low on the scale yes. when it comes to diversity because God is a God who loves diversity. But when I think of diversity, you just hear that word diversity and immediately you think race or LGBT, LMNOP, you know, you know, it's, it's either, you know, a sexual something mm-hmm. or, or ethnicity something. But it's like diversity is so, so much more than that. There are, there, I mean, in Africa, there are multiple different nations where, where people look very similar, similar skin right. pigment. In, in Europe, multiple different nations, right? It's like, well, you're white. Well, no, technically I'm Scottish, or no, I'm actually Irish, or I'm like, no, nah, you're white. Right. You know? and it's like, well, it's like, but the, but the, yeah, I may be white, but but there are some rich cultures and traditions and, and things depending on which nation I'm a part of. And we've just so truncated diversity in the nations, every tribe and tongue. And they, I mean, even that tongue, languages, there are different languages with people who may have the same skin pigment, but, but speak in a, in a whole nother way. And so, but we've just boiled it all down to this issue this, of that, race. That, that's a good point, man. I, and, and it's why I hate the term. I mean, I use it just for cultural, you know, relevancy, but right. I hate the term black and white mm-hmm. because it, it actually doesn't tell me anything about you other than yeah. your skin color. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I when I met a met a guy, a black guy, he was from France. And I, for the longest time, I thought he was I mean, he had the he had the accent like one, right, everything, right, right. but he was black. And I was like, no way. Yeah. You know, it, it was really just showing my cultural ignorance. Right. About like like you said, like, man, you can be you can, you can be black and speak a total another language and be totally different mm-hmm. from me because of where you lived and grew up. But but we reduce people just to skin color. It, it really just shows how fascinated we are with people's skin these days. It's it's yeah. really sad. Yeah, no, it's become it's it's idolatry. It's absolutely yeah. become idolatry. Um, one other, this is a random thought. I've never shared on any of our shows before, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll share it with you. So in terms of you know like inner you know we we're talking about interracial marriage. Um, Taking that back to dispensationalism, which which I I would deny, I would I would not be in that that camp theologically, but I do wonder if there there really are two separate tracks. There's the church and there's Israel, ethnic Israel. Um, I sometimes wonder, you know, like like a Native American, you know, like you you can do certain tasks and you have to you have to prove descent, you have to prove um, your heritage, right? And if you're at least like I think like a minimum of one sixteenth Cherokee. You know, um, you know Cherokee uh, uh, Indian. Then, then you, there are certain scholarships and and certain you know privileges and things like that. You know that that might be available to you, but you have to actually prove. My point is, if if you intermarry for too many generations, and the blood, the blood gets mixed too much, um, then it's like, all right, well, like we're all like one hundredth Cherokee by this point because we've all right. you know like you know generations go by. That's eventually what happens. Right. Um, 
So I have wondered for our dispensational, you know, brothers and sisters, I wonder like uh, what percentage uh, of, uh, of Israelite blood will they have to be to inherit the spiritual promises of the Old Testament Land. that they don't... Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, And if Jesus... I mean, it makes sense that if you're dispensational, you would be premillennial because Jesus better show up soon. It's already been 2,000 right. years. Interracial marriage, if that continues much longer and Jesus doesn't show up soon, then there's not going to be any ethnic Israel left. We're all going to be, you know, one, one, one thousandth, you know, so I just, even practically, biologically, when I, it just, some, some of these things, including dispensationalism, I'm certainly not going to put it in the same camp as, you know, black Hebrew Israelites, but, but all those things that, that just emphasize so much race, ethnicity, I I mean, when you practically think about it and the way it plays out, um, it, it's it's not it, it doesn't go anywhere good like because if you emphasize ethnicity if you emphasize white skin black skin or or, or Hebrew skin you know and mm-hmm. and you think that there are spiritual there there is a spiritual dynamic that that is contingent on skin then then the natural whether you ever say it articulate it or not the natural thought process is that that skin that blood needs to be preserved. And, yeah. and, and so you have to turn inward rather than outward and embracing people from every tribe, tongue and nation. And, you know, I've got three girls and if one of them, you know, brings some Hispanic guy home one day when she's older and, and the guy loves the Lord, then I'm, I want to say, praise God, marry my daughter, you know, or black guy, praise God, right. marry my daughter. Um, but, but I feel like if, if race is such a, you can't say that. You, you, and you, you may not never come out against it verbally, but, but with your daughter, though, privately in your home, you probably are teaching your kids, no, hey, we don't, we don't bring people home. Right. Uh, from, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, I hear you. It, racism, my point is, if race is a big deal, racism is the necessary wall of defense to preserve the big deal of race. You, you can't right. continue to emphasize race multiple generations from now without dividing walls of hostility to protect the purity of, of the race. And I feel like even with Israel, ethnic Israel, I mean, again, it, like if, if ethnic Israel com- is, is coming into salvation or even apart from salvation, if they just are coming into the first world, which they are, you know, and, and they're traveling and intermarriage and all those kind of things, then at a certain point, it's like, who, who is Israel? You know, right. and that was part of the problem. Vody Bauckham had some good stuff on this back in the day, just saying that, like, all right, like I, you know, I, I am for Israel's right to defend itself. Um, you know, uh, the Iron Dome and all these. Amen. I completely support that. Israel has a, a right to not be wiped off the face of the planet by Hamas. I think that's insane. You know, like people like AOC. You know, like oh, I wish Israel couldn't defend itself. You know, and like no, they they have now that they're there, they have a right to defend themselves. Um, but Vody right. said, like, but should they have been there in the first place? Is there some is is there really a divine claim to land? Does anybody have a divine claim to land? You know, and he was he was bringing you know bringing those kinds of things up, and 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 then even that, I think of like, and and who has this divine cl- claim? Like, what what is the proof? I, I think it's either Nehemiah or maybe it's Ezra. But where where they're going to go back? I think it's Cyrus who 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 supports the king of Persia and gives provisions to send a group of Israelites back to their native land in order to restore uh, Jerusalem and the temple. 
Um, but one of the things that when they find the book of the law and they realize, oh my gosh, we've been living like apostates and we, we need to turn back to the Lord with prayer and fasting and observe these, these prescriptions of worship and the, and the feast of booze and, and all these different things. Um, but another thing is they realize we, we've all intermarried and they actually send the, the, the wives and children that were not of Jewish descent away. And there are other people who come that remained back in the land who want to help with the project of rebuilding the temple. And they ask to see their papers. Like, are uh, you actually, how Jewish are you? Are uh, you Jewish? Um, like, are you actually Israel? And so I just, I'm thinking that's the biblical standard for ethnic Israel, the nation of Israel in the Old Testament as they're rebuilding Israel. Wouldn't yeah. that be the same standard if you are a dispensationalist for rebuilding Israel and fulfilling these land promises? Wouldn't you have to? And will they be able to do that 2,000 years from now? Be able to uh, show those papers and proof? And yeah. I feel like there's some I'll, practical I'll, problems I'll, yeah. with I'll dispensationalism. Deal with the dilemmas. <laughs> yeah. I, so I just feel like people, people don't think about that. They don't. And, and again, all of it stems from making ethnicity making it the most important thing in the world and it's just yeah it's just not let, let, let me let me let me bring this up because someone you know may hear this conversation and be like well just just in regards to the hebrew israelites and be like there's so many texts that talk about gentiles being saved like right mm -hmm. you think of mm -hmm. romans 116 to the jew right. first to the greek um you know so many texts that speak about <laughs> uh gentiles being able to be saved and so someone asked like what how do they how do they deal with that um so any text you'll go to that says a Gentile can be saved, here's fundamentally what they're going to do. They're going to say it's actually an Israelite in a Gentile state of mind. Hmm. So Gentile actually, they'll say, can mean um, an Israelite who's just uh, kind of uh, capitulated to the culture. Uh, the problem is there's a there's a there's a word for that. In, 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 in the Greek, right. and it's, it's, it's a Hellenized Jew, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, that's it's right. So, so it's, so that would actually not be correct from there, but that I'm just telling you what their, you know, their hermeneutic is or no, that's super helpful. It. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, uh, I, I, that, that's been the strongest argument, um, for, for me to, to counter counteract saying, well, no, that's, that's a term for that <laughs> you're actually right. looking for. It wouldn't be appropriate to call them a Gentile still because, mm -hmm. In the same passage, you'll say to the Israelite first and then to the Israelite, you know, right. it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. Know? Or they'd so, have, to, or they'd have to say to the Jew and, and then to the, you know, the he, Hebrewic Jew, uh, Hebraic right. Jew, and then to the Hellenist Jew. You're, right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That would, that's a good. That would be more accurate. That's a good one, counter. One of the passages that I've used to show them, uh, you know, Gentiles can be saved, where it's so clear, I mean, is Ephesians 2, 11, uh, and through Ephesians 2, 11 through 13, I, I could read that. It says, therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh. So it's like Paul prophetically trying to prove that these are real Gentiles. Uh, Gentiles in the flesh call the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, uh, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel mm. and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And so that's those, that's one of the strongest texts for me, because it's like Paul's pinning pointing that these are actual actual Gentiles. They're they're Gentiles of the flesh. They're called the uncircumcision. That was not true of Hellenized, <laughs> uh, right. Hellenized Jews. Um, they were they were alienated 
from the Commonwealth, separated from Christ. And so uh, all these were, were true of the of the Gentile nation and so or Gentile nations. And so that and then he ends it with <laughs> now they can be saved right now. They're, and then right. one, one uh, these two people have been made one and such a beautiful text. Right. For those who who love the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the texts I've used to demonstrate Gentiles can be saved. That's great. Well, let's go ahead and land the plane, but let's land the plane with uh, going back to, to Jesus, right? So yes. what, what do they do with Jesus? Because it's, you, you said that, you know, they would reject, they would reject um, the incarnation uh, that, that, you know, the Holy Spirit coming upon Mary and her conceiving by the Holy Spirit. But they would, they would say that Jesus had an earthly father and you mm-hmm. said they denied the deity of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what is Jesus? Is he just a prophet? What is Jesus? Yeah, Jesus is just a, a he's a he was a, it's a black man that knows what oppression is like. He's so he's kind of using a more mm-hmm. uh, example. Uh, yeah, example. So so oftentimes when you hear like if you just like go and listen to them like when they're not combating Christians talk about Jesus. Um, Jesus is 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 not used as a person to be admired or worshipped. It's very li- often, it's very few that they'll talk about Jesus. Hmm. You know, oftentimes it's the Christian having to bring up Jesus about you know about his deity and the gospel, but but Christ is more so an example of how we are to live our lives. Um, they have no really no view of really of substitutionary atonement. They gotcha. they rarely talk about the cross. Um, and so, yeah, Jesus is just, a, 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 you know, a black man, right? Revelation 1 talks about him being a black man. That's what they'll say, um, <laughs> right? They'll, they'll go to that text, Revelation 1. It says, you know, he has hair like wool. Well, who uh, else has hair like wool? That's the black no man. Way. Oh, <laughs> yes. my goodness. All but right. it's, it's, it's funny because there are actually a lot of people who have hair like wool outside right. of, you know, but that's, that's another point. But that's but, interesting. But, Jesus is just used as a person who knows what it's like to experience oppression from the hands of the government. Nothing's changed, right? Mm -hmm. Us black people, we still experience the same thing today. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people, they got our, they got their knees on our necks. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Jesus is for them. It is, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, an example of how how to live. And matter of fact, what's going to happen when he comes back, he's going to, he's going to, I mean, obviously this part is biblical, but the application is wrong, right? He's going to crush all his enemies and, um, and stuff like that. Well, right. by, by, by enemies, ma- mainly the white man, mm. you know? And so, yeah. 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 It's a pretty racist group, huh? Yeah, it is. Wow. Wow. But praise God, but no more racist than the democratic party in my opinion. So yeah, <laughs> but praise God. I've, I've known some people who've abandoned that theology and they've come to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Awesome. And so praise God. Um, that's, that's why I engage with them. You know, I, I, I got a, as, as Paul said, right, a, a um, love for my kinsmen, right? I, right. I don't want people uh, in the, in the uh, black community, um, you know, the, the minority community being just washed away, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I feel that zeal, like, man, I, I don't want to just say, well, just continue. Oh, this is just too crazy. Uh, just go with the heresy, man. I, I want to combat it you know, with the gospel. Amen. Good for you for doing that. Yeah, the, my, those according to my, my kin, my kinsmen, those according That's to the right. flesh. That I, right. I think that's that's awesome. I think of uh, Chalk Knox. I, I said this on an interview we did a little while back, but uh, um, he's with uh, Cross Politics. Are you familiar with him, David Shannon? Abs- 
Yes, yes, okay, absolutely. So nobody knows his real name because he never <laughs> uses it. It's just Chalk Knox. But he That's came right. up with that nickname. So he's in Moscow for our listeners, if, if you're not aware. But he's with uh, Gabriel Wrench and Toby Sumter on Cross Politic. Great podcast. Uh, wonderful to subscribe to. Listen to them on a regular basis. Um, but he came up with that nickname, Chalk Knox, because of the Scottish reformer, John Knox, uh, who famously said, among many things, but give me Scotland lest I die. And so yes. Chalk Knox, chocolate, black, <laughs> is saying, you know, give me the black community lest I die. So even though yes. he's up in Moscow, Idaho, with a bunch of white folks, for the most right. part, um, <laughs> you know, he's he's still, he's saying all these things that I've embraced in terms of true biblical doctrine and and all the things I'm working for and the reason I'm doing podcasts and I'm doing this and I'm making art and film and all this kind of stuff, I'm doing it first and foremost for the glory of God and the good of all humanity, all, all brothers and sisters in Christ, but I'm also doing it um, for those according to the flesh, for my kinsmen, right. for the black community that he realizes he's the black community that is preyed upon. Um, you know, Absolutely. Th- it's, there's really, in my opinion, there's no question about whether or not the black community, minority communities at large, but specifically the black community is actually being oppressed. The question is by who and how, right? right. So I, I think there is oppression when I think of just abortion. Abortion right. um, affects um, black people m- much more. Great. I, I mean, Margaret um, uh, Sanger, yeah. the founder of Planned Parenthood, uh, literally talked about wanting to extinguish minority um, communities through birth control and abortion. That's what she Absolutely. had in mind, you know. Yep. And and then when I think of you know just uh, the the you know the soft bigotry of low expectations, you know, mm-hmm. or teaching you know from a young age you're a victim, you know, or you're entitled. Like that is um, oppression. That is preying. P R E Y. You know, preying right. upon somebody um, strictly for you know on the basis of their skin. And so guys like you guys like David Shannon, chalk Knox to say, Hey, no, cut that out. And I'm not just going to say, Oh, this is dumb. And this is stupid. I'm going to say, no, but, but a lot of these people are deceived. They're just deceived and they need the truth. Um, They need to be freed by the only one who has the authority and power to set someone free. The Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Bless you, Chris, for doing that. Do you have any final thoughts for us? Man, I, I was just blessed to be on, man. Uh, like I said, I, I watched the content. So uh, encouraged by what you guys are doing, engaging the culture uh, with the gospel and, and giving people the truth, man. Uh, my hopes is that if, if who knows, uh, Black Hebrews like watch this, stumble across this, watches this. It's, it's all love. You know, mm-hmm. I, I share the truth because I love you and I want to see you come to a right saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The truth is a light, and then you can become a true Jew by faith. That's right. Amen. Which is way more important. <laughs> Amen. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.